he passes like LeBron, he shoots like Kobe, he's clutched like Kobe, and he's only 18 years old. This kid is phenomenal. If I'm a GM, he's my number one overall pick. Welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This podcast has been created not to dwell and over-evaluate what has already happened in the sports world, but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come. From game picks to draft picks, and from trades to free agent signings, we will let you know what happens before it happens. Your hosts, Nick and Nate, will evaluate, study, and understand sports patterns, tendencies, and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect. Just like Weatherman, but way more accurate. So if you like to pick games, or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else, you are in the right place. Enjoy the show. This is the Sports Forecasters Podcast. As always, I am your host, Nathan, and with me is number ho- host number two, or number one, I don't know. It depends on the day, I suppose. Nick Alvarez. How are we doing today? Doing well. March Madness theme of today's episode. Just looking forward to really sinking our teeth into it and looking to see where it's going to go. But what are we going to hit first, Nathan? What we're going to hit first is we have to give a nice applause to the winner of the conference tournament challenge between the two of us, which, of course, is you. Your history and all the this research you did really paid off because you beat me fair and square. What was, I guess, tell the audience, what was the secret here? How did you, how were you so successful in picking these, these teams? Uh, quite honestly, ACC, I think a lot of breaks went the right way for Florida State to get as far as they did. Duke and Virginia having to drop out, that helped a lot changing the dynamic of the conference. I know you and I went back and forth about that, saying, oh man, this really changed how these teams were rested and how this team wasn't. So I think for the ACC, it just kind of a lot of lucky breaks. Not to say Florida State wasn't worthy of making it to the final game. Ultimately, they lost it, but that helped with what we did with the points. Just honestly, some just bad breaks for some teams. For example, Arkansas just had a tough game. It just came down to the wire and didn't go their way. Toledo getting knocked out, I think. Well, we both picked them, but that was the surprise of the weekend in terms of teams I felt confident about. That team was surprising. Nova losing early, yes, that was surprising, but that was a team I was hoping they had found their identity. Yes, they had lost few games going in but them losing early to georgetown i mean obviously georgetown was the team of that tournament when they went against creighton i mean that they were just coming to play for that tournament that was probably the most exciting team to watch this conference tournament very shocking coming in under 500 for the conference that's why you bring every team in your conference into the tournament so hats off to georgetown the tournament history went my way this time i was happy about that obviously when we were texting but overall very exciting definitely whetted our appetites for this march madness so nathan we're gonna get into march madness it sounds like you have a key formula or key system that you've kind of taken into consideration when looking at the bracket so what we're going to do for the bracket is we're going to look at each region work our way to the elite eight after elite eight final four and then to the championship game so nathan what do you see in the west region yeah the west region and i'm gonna learn from my fellow host here that we need to do a little bit of research. We can't just 
go with our gut and our feelings all the time. I think it's important to have a combination, a little bit of research, a little bit of gut feeling. So I decided that I'm going to smarten up, be more like Nick, who's who's been the more successful forecaster thus far in this early podcast. But we'll see if the tides turn after this wonderful tournament. So the first thing I wanted to point out, you know, whenever I fill out these brackets, it's so easy to just go game by game by game by game, right? And just fill it in, fill it in. And, and when you do that, it just starts to become routine. It's like, oh, I'm not going to pick upsets, you know, because it's like, it's too risky. I don't know. You don't know enough. And so last year, actually, I, I spent a lot of time diving into the numbers, looking at history. I was all ready to go. And of course, it got canceled. So I was very disappointed. So this year, I, I kind of did more of a high level research. I, I didn't really get deep into the statistics. I looked at trends. I looked at the last six tournaments and i looked at trends things i looked at were what seeds were in the final four the last six years what seeds were in the elite eight the last six years how many mid-majors made it to the sweet 16 in the last six years how many mid-majors upset big teams in the first round like those are the types of trends that i looked at based off those trends i decided okay these are the seeds that i i think i want in the final four you know i want these seeds in the elite eight and so on and so forth and so once i've determined that and then i go matchup by matchup and i think okay which upsets are do i feel are most likely to happen based off the current situation so let's look in the west i'm going to break my picks down so if you're listening get your bracket out because i'm convinced that i'm going to convince you you're going to make some changes here because I, I i looked into this a lot and if you're if you're afraid to pick upsets let me give you some insight of how i go about picking these upsets and it might help you feel a little bit more confident so and and it's not just me giving my opinion this is all history based and um, and looking at the the criteria or and looking at the current situation so I'm looking at this. Uh, statistically speaking, I'm going to pick the one and the two seeds to win. Um, it's it, it's rarely happens. Of course, it does happen once in a while, but it rarely happens. So I'm not going to take my chances against statistics and just pick Gonzaga and Iowa to win. Now, I this is the West is actually one of my more conservative brackets. So I have one upset in the first round in the West region. That is Ohio beating Virginia, and this is why we talked about Toledo and the MAC. I, I thought Toledo was going to win it. Uh, not that I watched them and studied them, but I, I have a very pessimistic brother who was raving about them, and he never raves about his teams that he loves. So I'm like, this, this team has to be good. And so I watched the Ohio Toledo team, uh, Ohio Toledo semifinal, and it looked like a varsity team playing in a JV game. It was miserable to watch. And Ohio put them to bed. It was disgusting actually and then i watched ohio versus buffalo i'm like okay ohio that must have been a flute game ohio's gonna get crushed by buffalo no it was the other way around ohio crushed buffalo and i'm ohio looks really good they're very scrappy they're very defensive they get at you and i love that i love that in a mid-major i'm looking at virginia and you know my views on virginia when it comes to tournament time I'm not a fan now. I know they're technically the reigning champions from two years ago, but remember the year before they were the number one overall seed. It got beat by a 16 seed. I don't see Virginia being a team that will consistently win. It's they're high, they're low, they're high, they're low. So I think Virginia now is going to have a low year because of all the COVID uh, situation that's going on. Virginia needs everything to go their way. And then they're really successful if their plan goes as planned. When things get disrupted with Virginia, that's when they really fall apart. Well, 
they're going to fall apart because their plans are out the window because they're not going to be able to prepare. They're not going to be able to practice. They're not going to be able to do all these things. Heck, I don't even know if they're going to be able to play. They may have to forfeit this game. I don't even know yet. So I just feel like with that situation, with how hot Ohio is, and just knowing that 13 seeds beat four seeds a lot, there's an average of like four to five mid-majors winning in the first round every single year. 11, 12, 13, 14 seeds every year. So I, I look at all the potential matchups here. You know, there's like... 12 to 15 or 12 to 16 different matchups. And I'm like, okay, I got to pick about 25 to 35% of these to be upsets. And this is one of them. So I have Ohio beating Virginia. That's my long explanation of it. So if you have Virginia winning, think twice about that. Now from here on out, I don't think Ohio gets past the second round though, because typically these mid-majors, they, they surprise you that first round and then they Nearly all of them lose in the second round. So I have Creighton moving on. So I have my sweet 16 in this region is Gonzaga Creighton. I'm going to jump down below. Now, I have USC versus Kansas. I really liked USC. I think that was um, your first pick for to win the Pac-12, if I'm not mistaken. Kansas, I don't think it's going to last in this tournament, and here's why. First off, they're also um, working through COVID issues. They had two players missing in the Big 12 tournament because of COVID. Now they have three more missing in this tournament. So a total of five players missing. So they're depleted. Now it's not their best players, but obviously they got rid of a lot of depth on that team. They haven't played a game in forever. They're quarantining now. They can't practice. And then they have to go in, play an East Washington team, who they're probably going to beat, but I'm sure it's not going to be easy with their situation. Then they got to play who I think is going to be USC, who I think is a really, really good team. Um, that I thought they could win the Pac-12 but failed to, that I think it's going to be a really tough challenge. And if they're struggling with COVID, I could see USC beating a depleted Kansas team. So I have USC moving on. So I got Gonzaga, Creighton, USC, Iowa. But then here I have Gonzaga versus Iowa in Elite Eight matchup. And ultimately I have Gonzaga moving on and going to the Final Four. All right, Nick, break down your West region. First off, excellent job on breaking down the Western region and looking at the different aspects of it. Several aspects that you mentioned are things I considered. First off, I have Gonzaga winning their first matchup. Like you said, the two and or the two and the one losing to their 16 and 15th matchup. Yes, it does happen, but not something you write home to unless you're filling out 100 brackets and you're going through every variable of how these things could break down. For them to pay off, it's almost never. So Gonzaga wins their first matchup as well as Iowa winning theirs. Then this is where it starts to get where you start looking at it a little closer, trying to look at different things. And for me, I I love doing the conference history for the conference tournaments because they have so much time where they play each other and see each other throughout the season, see similar opponents. Where when we get to March Madness, it's harder for me to do that. So I try to look at their statistical data. And as we talked about before, when you look at that, it's not all for this season, especially it's not telling of the whole season because some teams had to shut down at different times or they had opponents that they had to cancel because of different issues with things going on in our world today. Missouri beating Oklahoma. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be one of the tighter, more contentious games. It'll be something that comes down to the wire, whether it's where a team is fouling to try to get a they extend the clock so they can get that three-pointer to pull ahead. I see Missouri just squeaking it out to go in against Gonzaga, where Gonzaga will make it into the Sweet 16 as well. And then I have Creighton beating number 12, their 12-seed 12 matchup. 
I was on the same boat as you with uh, Virginia, Ohio, with them having to sit out and questions if they can play in the tournament, which right now there has been no confirmation they're out. So as of now, they can participate. But like you said, not being able to practice for a week plus, that's going to mess up chemistry and everything like that. I'm going to pick Ohio to win this first round matchup. So them and Creighton end up going into the round of 32 against each other. And I have Creighton winning that matchup overall. Then USC taking on Wichita or Drake. Both Wichita and Drake have pretty good history, fairly decent seasons. But I think USC wins that one. Kansas, I believe, even though I said Virginia would lose to Ohio because of sitting out, Kansas is in a similar situation. I think they eke out against Eastern Washington, and then ultimately USC beats them in that one. Then Oregon, I believe, beats Virginia Commonwealth University. And then, like I said before, that would be Oregon and Iowa going against each other. Not much of an upset here. I believe Iowa wins that one. They've just been playing really consistent, really solid, and being in a tough conference like the Big Ten, I feel like they're prepared for this kind of tournament. So they end up going and meeting USC in the Sweet 16. So I have right now in the Sweet 16 in the Western, I have Gonzaga, Creighton, USC, and Iowa. I believe the one and two seeds end up prevailing in that circumstance, and I have Gonzaga making the final four in the West region. Nathan, what do you have going on for the Eastern region? Yeah, let's jump to the East. We both got Gonzaga. I like it. All right, so the East. We got a little bit more turbulence here. That's what I like. So this one is the toughest one for me mainly because i'm not a fan of the two seed and the three seed in this bracket i don't think alabama texas they both won their conference tournaments and i don't think they both if they played it again they both win it i i i i, I watch these teams and i they don't look like teams that go far in a tournament against competition that is unfamiliar with them i thought you brought up a good point there like where you see these teams winning their conference tournament because when they're familiar with it, but in this tournament they're with they're against unfamiliar opponents and and it's a lot harder to prepare. And when I see Texas and Alabama, I don't see I don't see them to be to be super prepared. I see them just being the, the more talented team out on the court. With that being said, I wanted to jump to these picks. So I got Michigan. Michigan is with Livers being out. I'm I'm really struggling right now with Michigan because I really love this team. To me, they were a lock Final Four team. But with that injury, I'm just like, I'm struggling right now. This is why this one was so difficult. But I have them at least getting out of the first round here. St. Bonaventure, I have, I'm have i getting out in the first round. I have them beating LSU. I know LSU went on a tear there in the SEC tournament. But I am not a, f- a huge fan of the SEC. Uh, I think they're down this year. And I think what else you did was just take advantage of just knowing their opponent and getting on a hot streak. But I think St. Bonaventure will handle them and move on. My first big upset is Georgetown beating Colorado. You pointed about this in the Big East tournament. They look really good. How they handled Creighton was absolutely astonishing. They ended the first half on a 30-5 to run. Patrick Ewing has this team believing in themselves has his team in the right direction. And I think that will carry into this tournament. And I think they, they knock off Colorado who comes from the Pac-12, also not a big fan of the Pac-12 at all this year. Florida State's went in. The next game here I want to talk about. So another fun fact, of the last six tournaments, all but one turn- all but one of the tournaments had one of these playing games be a six seed. So there's two playing games at the 11th seed, right? There's one in the previous um, region and then this one. I think UCLA wins, beats Michigan State because Michigan State should not be in this tournament. 
I do not think they're any good. I think UCLA beats Michigan State because UCLA was my original Pac-12 champ. And I think they go on and beat BYU. And I think UCLA makes it to the next round. So that's my first major upset. I got Texas winning. Oh, by the way, the, the game I get to watch on Saturday night, Texas versus, I don't even know how to pronounce them, Albeline Christian. <laughs> that's that's the lucky draw I got. So at 9.50 on True TV, tune in because me and a bunch of other guys are going to be at that game at Lucas Oil Stadium. I got UConn and Bama winning. And moving on here, I got Michigan winning again, and I got Florida State, so I got the 1-4. That's what as expected. I don't think Georgetown's going to move on past the second round. Now they're going to play some real teams, and they're just not going to be able to handle the talent. Um, I do have Texas winning, so I have 1-4-3, but I have UConn beating Alabama. I'm really, really impressed with UConn. I watched the Big East Tournament. This is a really, really good team, and I like what they're doing. I'm Like I said before, I'm not a fan of Bama, and I know they won their SEC, but I don't think they prepare well with a team they are completely unfamiliar with because they just kind of play to their strengths. And I think UConn will disrupt that and it'll get Bama off their game. They got a new coach and I just think they're going to, they're inexperienced in this. UConn is a, a blue blood of college basketball. So, and I, I just remember that UConn team from, uh, I think it was 2014 when they went and, and won the entire thing as a seventh seed. So I think UConn can still be that team. And that was with a, um, UConn, I think, has a, a first or second year coach. And the year they won that, I think UConn was on, uh, they had a coach that was on his first or second year. So it's kind of, I think, a little deja vu going on here. So I got UConn in Texas, and I got UConn beating Texas. I'm not, a, like I said, I'm not a fan of Bama in Texas. There's, I watch these teams and just, they te- seem too sloppy to me. They, they just seem like things have to go their way for them to win the game. And, and it did in their tournaments. But another fun fact here is the teams that make it to the Final Four, most of the time, they don't win their conference tournaments. So Texas and Alabama both won their conference tournaments. And uh, that means chances are they're not going to make the Final Four. So I have them diving out quick here. So that gives me Michigan and UConn in the Elite Eight. And I'm ultimately going to just stick with my guns and go with Michigan here. I really love this team. I think they're extremely talented. And I love their coach. I think they're going to be able to overcome that injury because it's jam-packed. A lot of talent with a, with a core unit that plays well as a team. And... I don't think everyone says Michigan has the toughest region. I don't think this region is that tough. I think Michigan will get some favorable matchups. That Florida State one's going to be really, really tough for them. That's going to be the hardest matchup. But I think they get by that, and they'll get. And I think they'll get someone like UConn and not a Texas or an Alabama in the Elite Eight matchup. And then I've got Michigan making it to the Final Four. Who do you got? Well, I think we're both on the same wavelength without sharing notes. I feel like this bracket is one where a lot of turbulence could happen. A lot of different things could happen early on. I feel things play out similarly to what you laid out. I have LSU, however, winning their first matchup going on against Michigan. I have Bama winning their first round matchup. Georgetown, I also had actually upsetting Colorado. I just was very impressed by how they played their Big East tournament. I feel like that translates. Colorado had a rotten day on the court when they were in the Pac-12 championship, and it was just horrid. They did not look very sharp. They didn't look well put together. So I'm going to give Georgetown the nod in that matchup. And then I have Florida State winning their first round. And BYU, I actually have them beating either Michigan State or UCLA. I do feel like it's UCLA as well. So I have BYU actually winning that one and then Texas winning theirs. So now we're looking at the round of 32. I have Michigan and LSU. I think Michigan still has enough firepower without livers to win and advance on to the Sweet 16. Then I'm looking at Georgetown and Florida State. 
Georgetown, great run this season. Great job winning the championship. I think that's where the dream ends in the round of 32. And we have Florida State moving on. BYU and Texas, two teams, a lot of question marks. Like you said, I feel like Texas just kind of comes guns blazing and how the game unfolds, that's how it unfolds. And for that reason, I'm actually going to have BYU upsetting them and making it to the Sweet 16. Not in love with that pick, but that's what I'm feeling right now. Then I have Alabama and UConn. UConn did have a great Big East showing. Maybe it's just because they helped me be correct with the SEC tournament, but I see them going on to the Sweet 16 against BYU. So now you have Michigan versus Florida State and BYU versus Alabama for me in the Sweet 16. And just because of the injury delivers, at some point I can't fall in love with all the number one seeds, and this is where Michigan's trip ends. And Florida State gets the narrow victory and squeaks it out. I have BYU and Alabama. Because I have BYU making it so far, I have Alabama advancing on. I don't feel the greatest about that pick, but it's one that I feel like based on how I had the bracket break down, that's how I feel that matchup would break down and end up going. For my bracket, the biggest upset I really had was we both shared the Georgetown, and then I had BYU making it a sweet 16. So in the end, for my Elite Eight, I have Florida and Alabama. And then winning that matchup, I have Florida State making it to the Final Four. Awesome. That that's a, that's a good pick. That would have been my second choice. <laughs> For sure. I I was debating but that Michigan Florida State game. Ah, I was uh, that's a coin flip and I just with that injury, man, sucks. I think Florida State got robbed. They shouldn't have been a 4 seed. Like they should have been at least a three seed. I think the ACC in general got robbed. Like the highest seed for ACC team ACC team is a 4. The ACC champion is a 9 seed. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they punished Florida State for not winning their conference is how this ended up translating. And that's where that Michigan and Florida State matchup, honestly, I feel like is that Elite Eight matchup to make it to the Final Four. But it happens in the Sweet 16, unfortunately. All right, let's go ahead and move to the South region. Nathan, would you do the honors? Yeah, so this one, I mean, every time we, we get to a new region... I've got more upsets, but this one is by far the most turbulence, the most chaos, the most, um, what's that Allstate guy? What's, what's that word he uses? Mayhem. Mayhem. The most mayhem. This is March mayhem here. All right. Let's break this down. Well, let's start with the first couple games. I got Baylor, North Carolina winning. Let's keep it simple. All right. One verse eight. Let's keep moving down here. I've got Winthrop beating Villanova. Villanova is... Obviously, we saw them lose in the quarterfinals of their conference tournament. They've got injuries galore. I I feel like they don't they don't even want to be here right now just because it's like they're depleted, they're injured, they just got upset in their own conference tournament. And Winthrop has only lost one game. They have a fantastic point guard. This team is dangerous. This team is really good. I honestly think Winthrop should be favored in this game. That's how confident I feel about this upset. The the most confidence i have in any upset is this one right here i have winthrop beating villanova jumping down i got purdue beating north texas i'm not a big purdue fan i really don't like that team but to play north texas so i'll give them that one but i don't think it's going to be like a huge blowout like any other fourth or team matchups jumping down i got texas tech and arkansas winning nothing really much to say there i really love arkansas they were my sec championship pick i still love them they they haven't shown me any reason not to love them they just had a tough loss in the sec tournament but that happens that gives them a little bit extra motivation they have a chip on their shoulder now um and then we're jumping down 
I think Virginia Tech handles Florida easily. I honestly think these two seeds should be flopped. I think Florida should be the 10th seed. Virginia Tech should be the 7th seed. I don't know why Virginia Tech is a 10th seed. They're at least a 7th seed. They're, they're a really good team. So I don't, no question in that upset. And then I've got Ohio State moving on. Now the mayhem begins. Like literally the mayhem begins. I have North Carolina beating Baylor in the second round. And maybe this is just a little bit of love for ACC, but I think ACC has been trending in the right direction lately. Like I said, I almost have Florida State beating Michigan and going to the Final Four, but I can't. I loved Michigan too much to do that. But I have North Carolina beating Baylor. You know my opinions of Baylor. We talked about this before. They're trending the wrong way. They always do in these situations. They never come. They always they always underperform every single year in the tournament. They always, always, always underperform. And this is the first year they're a one seed. So what do I expect? For them to underperform and not and be the first one seed out of this tournament. I've got Winthrop beating Purdue. I am not a Purdue fan. I think they're a little highly ranked. I think there's several Big Ten teams a lot better than Purdue. And so I think the Big Ten got a little bit, I think we're favored a little bit more than they should have been in these seedings. I don't think Purdue is that good. I think Winthrop's a dangerous team. So I got Winthrop beating Purdue. So that's another upset I have. So I have an 8 seed beating a 1, a 12 seed beating a 4. So in the Sweet 16, I have a North Carolina versus Winthrop. And the reason I have Winthrop here, I do want to point out one, th- one thing. In the last six tournaments, three of the six tournaments, there's been a mid-major in the Sweet 16. And so I'm looking at the mid-majors here, and I think Winthrop by far is the best mid-major that we see. And so, and I think they have a v- pretty easy path to get there, beating a very depleted Villanova team that I feel like is, they can't win a game to save their life right now. And then a Purdue team that I feel like is uh, underperforming with the talent that they have. I don't think they're very, I think they're an average Big Ten team. I think there's several Big Ten teams better than them. And so I think this is going to be a matchup problem for them. And I see Winthrop beating them. But I have North Carolina beating Winthrop. North Carolina was my ACC tournament pick. They didn't win it. But you could tell by how they played, especially in that game with Florida State. They really wanted that. They really felt like they could win it. Unfortunately, they didn't. But I think that that gives them the chip on the shoulder. They're going to come off that one to Baylor. They're going to get lucky and get a 12th seed in the Sweet 16 and move on to the Elite Eight. So let's jump down to the bottom bracket. I have Virginia Tech beating Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State lost four straight going to the Big Ten tournament. But then they got caught some fire in, in the Big Ten tournament. But they they got some breaks in the Big Ten tournament. They got a Michigan team who where the guy got hurt, and they had to deal with that. Um, they almost blew blew that game. They had a pretty they had a double digit lead, and that that's the Ohio State team that I know is that blow leads. And now they came back really good to Illinois. Ultimately lost that game, but when it comes down to crunch time, I just don't see Ohio State. It's almost like. Uh, the time needs to go down before they blow the game. You know, it's like them versus the how much time is left on the clock. So I love Virginia Tech as well. Like I said, I think the ACC is trending the right way, and I think they got hosed on their on their seating. So I have a ten beat and a two seed here. So I got Virginia Tech versus Arkansas, and I got Arkansas winning that game. Um, so I got Arkansas versus North Carolina in the Elite Eight, and I have Arkansas beating North Carolina and making it to the Final Four. Because like I said, most of the time. The Final Four is made up of teams who do not win their conference tournament, right? So I had Gonzaga winning, getting there, who won, right? It's always like there's always at least one, but not much more than that. Sometimes there's two. But I have Gonzaga. Michigan didn't win. I have them there. Arkansas didn't win. I have them there. But Michigan and Arkansas could have easily both won their conference tournaments. So that's why I feel very confident in this pick. And I feel like they could come out and, and make it to the Final Four in the South. So this one is mayhem. There's always that one bracket that goes crazy. And this is my bracket uh, for this year. 
Uh, what are your picks? Honestly, you and I must have been seeing similar patterns with the South region. I have a lot of upsets in this one too, a lot of mayhem, as you put it. Maybe not quite as much as you do, but I definitely have a lot more shifting going on here in the power. I do have Baylor winning their first matchup. They haven't been looking great as of late, but I do have them winning against Hartford. I have North Carolina winning. And then Nova, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. You've been hurting me too much. So Nova and I are cutting ties. I'm going with Winthrop in that one. I had that one as well. Purdue, I think, gets past North Texas. Then I actually have Utah State beating Texas Tech in this one. And then Arkansas winning their first round matchup. Virginia Tech beating Florida. I completely agree with what you said. I feel like the scene should have been flip-flop for those two. I felt like Virginia Tech was going the right direction. Florida has been pretty stagnant as of late. And then Ohio State beats their first matchup against Oral Roberts. Then let's look at the next round for me, the round of 32. I have North Carolina beating Baylor because of that defense, because of their tenacity and what they showed in the ACC. Like you said, when they faced the rest of the team, they ended up losing. But Baylor won't have more rest than they will. And I think that defense suffocates Baylor and Baylor just won't know what to do. So North Carolina ends up advancing to the Sweet 16 I have as well. Then... You and I disagree here. I don't have Winthrop going beyond Purdue. I'm not in love with Purdue, but I think Purdue will do enough to hold Winthrop off and make it to the Sweet 16. Then Utah State versus Arkansas. I really liked what I saw from Arkansas as well. Even though I didn't pick them to win the SEC, they were definitely one of the hotter teams in there besides Alabama. And I have them beating Utah State. Then Virginia Tech, Ohio State. Ohio State has been blowing leads as of late, and this is where I start getting shaky about how far do I have this team go. I, at one point, I thought maybe to the Final Four, and then I started looking at numbers and past few games and just blowing those leads. I still have them edging out Virginia Tech. So this leaves my Sweet 16 matchups for the South region, North Carolina, Purdue, Arkansas, Ohio State. And I have North Carolina beating Purdue, suffocating defense. And just honestly, I just don't know that Purdue is going to string together that many good games to make it much farther than that. Making it that far is more of the region they're in, more so than their ability, in my in my opinion. And then Arkansas, Ohio State, I don't think Ohio State keeps their foot on the pedal long enough to hold off Arkansas. So I have North Carolina and Arkansas in the Elite Eight with Arkansas making it to the Final Four. That's what I have. and really. Purdue making that far is really more of their bracket. And then North Carolina, I think that defense was really trending in the right direction, like you alluded to. I feel like they're one of the stronger of the ACC teams as of late. Obviously, I picked Florida State to go a little farther, but their bracket was the perfect bracket for them to go into with a Baylor team that hasn't quite caught their rhythm yet, Ohio State team that can't hold on to leads. So that helped them make it to the Elite Eight, but ultimately Arkansas wins that. So we both had North Carolina, Arkansas, huh? Yeah, and that was not planned, folks. It was just that's awesome. Yeah, that's a eight. That's a eight-three matchup in the Elite Eight, and we both picked that. That's awesome. Yeah, and and really, it just came down to and I'm and how you described yours as well. It just came down to the matchups. It's just the matchups were not ones that scared me away from North Carolina. And for Arkansas, they were just a team going the right way. And with Ohio State not holding those leads, really Arkansas and Ohio State, I really waffled back and forth. But ultimately, I just feel like Arkansas will seal the deal. Ladies and gentlemen, the sports forecasters are on the same page lately. I mean, this is two episodes in a row, man. Let's jump to the Midwest region. And let's see what we got. Illinois here who come off that Big Ten championship. I've got them winning. Like I said, one and two seeds. I'm just going to give them an automatic win. 
this is the this is probably the toughest game, and I, I might change this. So don't uh, quote me on the, even though if I say something this on this podcast, this could change before Friday noon tip off. Georgia Tech, Loyola, Chicago. I really loved watching Georgia Tech play in the ACC tournament, and I just can't believe they're a nine seed. But Loyola, Chicago, they went to the Final Four in 2018. Sister Jean is going to be at the tournament in Indianapolis. She just seems to bring, she just brings that magic with her. So it's like, gosh, I feel like these are the two most magical teams in the first round and they're going to play against each other. So right now I'll pick a Georgia Tech, but that's subject to change. I need to sleep on that one. (laughs) So right now I'm feeling Georgia Tech. Let's move on. I got Tennessee beating Oregon State. Oregon State just got off the Pac-12 championship. Listen, guys, they got lucky. They weren't supposed to win that tournament. They're feeling good about that tournament. They're not going to last in this tournament. That's how it normally happens when you got these weird people that win that the conference tournament that weren't supposed to. Yeah, and then they get these automatic bids. Yeah, don't count on them. This is not a 12-5 uh, upset here. Oklahoma State, Liberty. Oh, my goodness. This one's driving me nuts because everyone is picking Liberty over Oklahoma State. and But people... If you haven't watched Oklahoma State play, you're out of your mind. This team is legit. This team has a real shot. They have the best player in the world. They have the, one of the best young coaches in, in, when I say the world, by the way, I meant in college basketball. They have, have one of the best young coaches. This team reminds me of that Auburn team a couple years ago. Um, gosh, what, what year was it? What, was it 2019? It might have been, been when Virginia won. Where they were five seed and made the Final Four. Like, Oklahoma State is that version, but like, even better right they're just they have Kate Cunningham who is he is so clutch he's he passes like LeBron he shoots like Kobe he's clutch like Kobe and he's only 18 years old this kid is phenomenal if I'm a GM he's my number one overall pick so I don't know whoever's picking Liberty to be Oklahoma State change your backer right now if that's not going to happen um, jumping down here I have Syracuse beating San Diego State there's something about Syracuse being 11 seed in this tournament and always winning like when I talked about that playing game, the 11 seed won five of the last six tournaments. Well, nearly all of those were Syracuse playing game, and then they end up going a couple rounds into this tournament. Like when it comes to Syracuse and North Carolina, when it comes to this tournament time, they somehow just do really good. So, I mean, they have veteran coaches. Both these teams are looking really, really good. Like Syracuse should have beat Virginia, but that last buzzer beater. They blew it. They were up like 25 points of Virginia in that game in the ACC tournament. So Syracuse is really good. North Carolina is really good. Don't let their seeds fool you. They're not eight seeds and 11 seeds. They're way better than that. I have West Virginia being more at state, but I think that's a, a 14-3 matchup you better watch out for. But I still have West Virginia winning. I've got Clemson and Houston winning as well. Let's move forward. Let's make this easy. I got Illinois winning. Regardless if they play Georgia Tech or Loyola, I think Illinois is playing really, really well. I love them a lot. So I got them moving on. I got Oklahoma State beating Tennessee because I love Oklahoma State. Awesome, awesome team. Syracuse, West Virginia. I'm riding the Syracuse train. This team looks legit. And every time they're this 11 seed, they, I mean, they made the Elite Eight. In 2017, they made the Elite Eight as an 11 seed. They always, whenever they're these double digit seeds, they always somehow make it a sweet 16 elite eight. So it's just, and I think they're playing really well right now. So I don't see them. I don't, I'm not a fan of West Virginia. I think they're a sloppy team, very aggressive, very scrappy, but very sloppy. 
Syracuse is not like that. They take their care of the ball really, really well. They don't turn it over. West Virginia does. I'm going to pick West, West or Syracuse to beat West Virginia. I got Houston beating Clemson, mainly because every year there's at least one two seed. There's at least a two seed in the Elite Eight. And I got to this Midwest region, and I hadn't picked a two seed to be in the Elite Eight. So I was like, well, Houston's beating Clemson to get in the Sweet 16. And then I have Houston beating Syracuse to get into the Elite Eight. And I have Oklahoma State beating Illinois to get to the Elite Eight. And then, ultimately, fun fact here. Uh, I'm not sure if I shared this yet or not, but I shared it offline with Nick. In the last, at least the last six seasons, because I have my notes here, there has been at least a five seed or lower in the Final Four. Five seed or lower, right? So, the fact that I don't have any five seeds in the Final Four makes Mike Brackett very, very conservative (laughs) at this point. So, I have Oklahoma State beating Houston and being a four seed in the Final Four. So, I'm going to break that trend and have a a four seed and not a five seed or lower in the Final Four. But just a quick history lesson. In 2014, there was a seven seed and the eight seed in the Final Four. These are non-one, two, or three seeds. 2014. A seven seed, eight seed. Twenty fifteen, a seven seed. Twenty sixteen, a ten seed. Twenty seventeen, a seven seed. Twenty eighteen, an eleven seed. And twenty nineteen, it was a five seed. Right? All the other seeds were um, one, twos, or threes. So I got oh, two ones and a three. I got it. I got. I got to pick a seed that's not a one, two, or three seed. So uh, Oklahoma State is my non one, two, or three seed because I think. I think they should have been a two seed, and for some reason they're a four seed. The only reason they lost to Texas is the Big 12 championship because Texas didn't have to play the night before. Oklahoma State had just played like four straight games, and they were tired, and, but they still almost beat Texas. I, I love Oklahoma State, and I got them in the Final Four. What's your Midwest region looking like? My Midwest region, uh, things start to settle down compared to the last region. Here I have Illinois win their first matchup. Then I have, I was with you with Loyola and Georgia Tech. Really, that's going to be a fun game to watch, quite honestly. I have Georgia Tech eking it out, like you said. I, I felt the same way. I, I'm not in love with it. I'm going to stick with Georgia Tech in the end because for the rest of my bracket, spoiler alert, it's not going to make much of a difference. So I'm just going to keep with Georgia Tech. Tennessee, Oregon State, I feel like Oregon State, they had their big moment with winning the Pac-12. Tennessee wins this matchup. Oklahoma State and Liberty, yeah, I don't get the hyperbole. I understand that the four seed being the 13 seed, is, there isn't a clean sweep. And I didn't pick a clean sweep, but I feel like Oregon State wins this one. Syracuse, San Diego State, I'm not in love with the Orange. I have San Diego State winning this one. Their defense is something I believe has gotten them the success up to this point. I think it transitions to this tournament. Syracuse will be a tough matchup. Actually, I would wish that matchup was the round of 32, but it isn't. So I have San Diego State winning that one. Then West Virginia, Moorhead State. I don't love West Virginia, but I do have them winning that one. Clemson and Rutgers, uh, Clemson wins that one. Not, not a whole lot to say about that one. And then Houston beats Cleveland State. Moving on to my round of 32, Illinois-Georgia Tech. I could see that being pretty fun, but I see Illinois ultimately wins that one. Tennessee-Oklahoma State, that will be the matchup of this region for that round, I, in my opinion. Tennessee-Oklahoma State, I feel like that will be an excellent matchup, an excellent game to watch. Whatever team you're rooting for, you'll be on the edge of your seat, but Oklahoma State ends up winning that one. Then we come to San Diego State-West Virginia. I pick San Diego State winning this one for the specific reasons you say why West Virginia will not beat Syracuse. West Virginia, just aggressive but not careful with the ball. San Diego State being one of those top defensive-type teams, they end up winning it because they they take care of the ball and convert on their possessions that they need to. So San Diego State makes it to the Sweet 16. Clemson versus Houston. 
not a whole lot put into this one, but I have Houston winning it and making it a sweet 16 as well. So I have Illinois versus Oklahoma State, San Diego State versus Houston in the Sweet 16. Illinois, Oklahoma State, this will be a fun game as well. I know I've been saying that for the for this round for a lot of them, but this one, you've you have me buying up into the Oklahoma State hype. However, the hype ends here, and I have Illinois making it to the Elite Eight. And then on the other side of the bracket, because Houston has San Diego State. I have Houston winning that matchup and making it to the Elite Eight. So I didn't, I didn't go with the data you just mentioned with having a five seed or lower making it to the Final Four because I have Illinois and Houston for this matchup. And ultimately, I feel like the Big Ten has had such a great conference this year, a very strong conference that Illinois wins this to the Final Four. All right, so we both have our Final Four matchups. Can you remind the audience what yours are, Nick? Your your Final Four. My final four, I have Gonzaga versus Florida State, Arkansas versus Illinois. Nathan, what were yours? I got Gonzaga versus Michigan, Arkansas versus Oklahoma State. So we have two of the same final four, which is which is respectable. I like that. Yeah, just how the how different matchups broke down for us and how we saw different things. So Nathan, who do you have winning your top part, your Gonzaga versus Michigan? I have Gonzaga winning. And I think ultimately Michigan is going to be so tired at this point um, if they even make it this far uh, because of that injury and because of everything going on. But I do like I do like them to make it this far because I think Juan Howard Juan Howard has got this team in really good spirits. And even though they lost to their last five, they have a chip on their shoulder and they're playing this for their injured player. And the last time Michigan was in the final four, John Howard was a player on that team. So it's only fitting that they're in the final four this year when John Howard is his first opportunity to get into the final four as the coach. So that's, that's another, I like those stories. And so I think the team knows that obviously John Howard knows that. And um, I think they get there, but ultimately Gonzaga beats Michigan. And uh, let me jump to the other game. This is my, uh, three versus four matchup, Arkansas versus Oklahoma State. I, I these were my two picks uh, for the respective tournaments, uh, conference tournaments that both just came up a little bit short, which is exactly why I have them going this far because of the stat I just said given recently about how maybe one or two teams in the Final Four won their conference tournament, the other ones did not, and so. Um, You've been hearing me raving how awesome I think Oklahoma State is. And I I just think this team is built to go far into this tournament. And there's no reason for me to back down on that. And so I've got Oklahoma State being Arkansas and getting to the championship. And I have a Gonzaga versus Oklahoma State. But before I pick my champ, who do you got in your uh, championship? Well, I had Michigan losing around earlier in the Sweet 16, not make it to the lead eight, but definitely a team. Hats off to them quality team if they make it to the final four wouldn't be surprised either but with florida state and gonzaga i have gonzaga winning that matchup gonzaga just looked sharp they've answered their challenges as they've come throughout the year but i just feel like this team is poised to be in the championship game so i have them beating florida state and for my second game i have arkansas and illinois so i did have two conference champions winning it I didn't have three or four, so fortunately, when you said that statistic, I didn't feel too bad about getting Illinois this far. I have Illinois versus Arkansas, and I just like what Illinois has been doing this year. I wrote them 
early on in the Big Ten tournament, and I'm going to ride them here to make it the championship game and have the rare one seed versus one seed in the championship game, Gonzaga versus Illinois. Okay. So, Nathan, who do you have as a national champion for this season? Yeah, so before I get there, a couple things. First off, I looked at how many times does a national champion win their conference tournament. In the last six tournaments, only one time did the conference they won both their conference tournament and the national championship. And that one time was that one year where all four won their conference tournaments. So all the other years when only one or two of the four, final four won their conference tournament, they never end up winning the national championship. But this is the year of COVID. And you know what? I've been looking at trends for, um, let's say, uh, what I've seen in the past six years. But I have yet to implement the COVID trend. I have yet to implement the COVID impact. And so I've looked at other sports here in the past year and how has COVID impacted other sports and how can I implement that here? Well, let's take a look at the NFL. How did COVID impact the NFL? Well, I don't, not necessarily impact, but what we saw in the NFL this year was both the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns not only making the playoffs, but winning a playoff game. Right, so those two teams in the last 25 years have been the least successful in regards to making the playoffs. And the year before, Buffalo ended its longest drought right before COVID started uh, and not make the playoffs. And then this year, Cleveland ended its drought. So back-to-back years, the two teams that had the two longest droughts in the playoffs both eliminated that, and they both actually won a playoff game. So that's so. there's always this very unique historical thing that happened in the NFL. And then, of course, Tom Brady and that historical thing as well. So that was that. Let's jump to the NBA. What happened over there? A five seed made it to the finals. No five seed has ever made it to the finals before. So that was the historical event there when the Miami Heat made it to the finals. So COVID does have an impact. And it seems like it has a historical impact. So what kind of historical impact can I put onto this? Because I haven't really, I've been just looking at trends and following trends. I haven't made any sort of historical rarity unique pick yet. But here is my COVID taste of this tournament. The last time a team went undefeated and won the national championship was 1976. 35 years ago. Neither of us were born. So that's first. That same year, two of the most winningest college basketball teams did not make the tournament. Duke in Kentucky. Well, the year is 2021. Guess who is not in the tournament? Duke and Kentucky. Guess what? We also have an undefeated team going into the tournament. Gonzaga. I think the stars are aligned and we're going to have our next undefeated NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. And Gonzaga is going to win this all. Beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is really good, but they're young and they're exhausted. At this point, with a Big 12 and all the energy they've been putting into this, I think Gonzaga wins this. I feel like Gonzaga could have won it last year. Actually, Gonzaga was my was my pick to win it last year until everything got canceled. And guess what? They haven't lost a game since. So I was pretty confident in my pick last year since Gonzaga hasn't lost a game since then. And they've beat some really good teams this year. Not just mid-majors. They beat some quality teams in Power 5 conferences this year. They're legit. And I think you know, sometimes the stars just align. You have these historical things. COVID has been bringing historical things in sports. Why not in March Madness? I have Gonzaga winning it all. 
going undefeated, be- beating Oklahoma State 79-72. to All right, Nick, who's your pick? First off, your score, awesome pick on the score. I actually picked the same score, 79-72. to Now, no way. Yeah, for real. Like, I'm looking at my bracket right now. Oh, my. <laughs> What's going on with us? <laughs> I don't know. I just, at first I had a lower score, and I'm like, no, the, the two teams I have making it on, I said earlier, Gonzaga and Illinois. I do have it 79-72. And just looking at this, this, no matter who it is, whether it's what you said or something different, cha- national championship games, I feel like this year is going to have a lot more emotion to it and it's going to be more special since we missed out on last year's. So I feel like that emotion and everything like that, it's fun for me to have Gonzaga, picking Gonzaga to make this far. And I truly hope they do, not only to be correct, but Gonzaga's always been that basketball team I always root for. That Gonzaga was a team I remember picking and kind of watching a few of their games. And they just were that plucky underdog that no one really gave much of a shot because they were not in a major conference. I feel like over the last several years, five years or so especially, they have really turned and made sure they have went throughout NCAA Division One and tried to find those quality teams to face during the season. They are not just complacent on facing what's in their conference. They want to make sure they go out and face these top teams, these teams that are projected to be good. They've went out, they've seen Kansas, they've seen Virginia, they've went against Iowa, they've had BYU in their own conference. So they've been trying to test themselves. Illinois, in one of the best Big Ten conferences we've known as of late, for sure, maybe historically, maybe one of the best. We'll see how that turns out with this tournament and everything else that comes down. This matchup, Illinois versus Gonzaga, would be just a pure joy to watch as a basketball fan. I'm uh, I'm feeling what you're feeling, honestly. They have not lost a game since last season. They are just trending. They're clicking. They've answered challenges. They're doing everything they need to do to make it to where they need to. And I feel, in the end, Gonzaga wins 79-72 versus Illinois. Wow, ladies and gentlemen. We not only picked the same 8-3 matchup in the Elite Eight, we picked the same champion in the same final score. This is why we do a podcast. Because we have two forecasters who are on the same same wavelength. Um, So, goodness, man. I'm actually kind of impressed how, how well we matched. I was too, especially with the... South bracket, just like I kind of was like, man, there's no way he's lining up with me. Like, and then we started, you started saying to him, like, oh man, should I start changing? Because he's starting to say a lot of similar picks. I think it's just how we feel. And we're just seeing a lot of things. Nathan went with a lot of good data. And I just went by matchups and things I saw from the tournament games. So, Nathan, let's remind the folks, let's just real quick, if you don't mind, let's go through our Sweet 16 because that will be the one that will be impacted the most before we get a record again and revisit the ones we said. So just to run real quick, Nathan, who do you have in your sweet 16? Wouldn't mind running down them real quick. All right. You got Gonzaga Creighton, USC, Iowa, Michigan, Florida State, Texas, Yukon, and then jumping up to the South, I got North Carolina, Winthrop, Arkansas, Virginia Tech, Illinois, Oklahoma State, and then I have Syracuse and Houston. What about you? I have Gonzaga Creighton as well. USC, Iowa for the West. In the East, I have Michigan, Florida State, BYU, and Alabama. In the South, I have North Carolina, Purdue, Arkansas, Ohio State. In the Midwest, I have Illinois, Oklahoma State, San Diego State, and Houston. Our next episode next week, the we'll have the Sweet 16 
completed in real life. So we're going to do another pick them based off the what's the sweet, the sweet 16 teams that are left and and then just pick out of those two and, and maybe we'll change our final four. Maybe we won't. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how the games are played. But um, that's that's what you'll hear in the next episode. Um, so my final four, Gonzaga, Michigan, Arkansas, Oklahoma State. I got Gonzaga beating Oklahoma State in the final 79-72. Like we said before in the last episode, when thing when weather patterns change, forecasters change their predictions. So we'll do it again just for a pick em. We won't change our brackets on our ESPN Pick'em Tournament Challenge, which if you haven't joined yet, please do. Next time we'll do a Sweet 16 Pick'em. And in my final four again, I have Gonzaga, Florida State, Arkansas, Illinois, with Gonzaga and Illinois going against each other and Gonzaga winning 79-72. Awesome. Man, I'm excited. And uh, I'm excited to actually be at the games. Um, well, the one game, but I'll be in Indy all this all this weekend um, watching so many of these games and just enjoying it as much as I can. So uh, I'm seeing Texas, the Texas game at 9.50 p.m. at night <laughs> on True TV. So if you want to tune in. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Thank you so much, folks, for listening. So if you haven't yet, run, get a bracket filled out do a pool and if you haven't yet join on our page the sports forecasters if you're listening to this before the noon hour and join our ESPN Pick'em if you end up being the top Pick'em you get to win an opportunity to come onto our show during a future episode and get to tell us how you picked your tournament picks and found your success oh I just want to say man if you guys if whoever's out there can beat us we want to know your secrets and I think you deserve to be on the show and share with the world what your strategy is because I think we all can learn from that but anyways that's all I needed to say. So we're excited, whoever you are, to, uh, for you to be on our show. But you can't win if you don't enter. So get in there, folks, and join our show for an episode and teach us your ways. So this has been a great episode of March Madness, one of the most fun times in the year as a, or a sports fan. So thank you for listening to this episode. We hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Sports Forecasters, Nathan Singer. I'm Nick Alvarez, and we'll see you next time.